Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 1038 as we budget our week around Dr. Jeffrey Copen, Chief Medical Officer at Northwestern Medicine's Lake Forest Hospital. This conversation is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Happy Valentine's Day, Dr. Copen. Happy Valentine's Day, John. I'm still thinking about your BMI joke. I like that one. Yeah, I've got a great BMI. If I was seven foot six, <laughs> too short, according to this damn chart here. Actually, you know, Doc, do you have a quick opinion about that? It, I've talked about this maybe with you, certainly with our nutritionist we put on, Don Jackson Blattner, each week. I don't love that chart. According to health insurance um, charts for weight and height or the BMI thing, um, they say that I'm overweight. I don't know if you've seen me before, but I don't, I don't think I am. I, I don't like the reliability of that metric for my health. Yeah, I think, Chen, there's a lot of people who feel that way. Um, it's easy to get into that moderate overweight category, the BMI that is between 25 and 30. Um, many, many people who are in that category are really not overweight. So it's, it's just one data point. It's like so many things we look at. We can't get too overwhelmed with a single a single piece of data like the BMI. So I know exactly what you're talking about, Jen. I have this conversation all the time with my own patients. Um, so I think there's a lot to what you're saying. Would you say that it's okay, say you're 20 pounds overweight. I don't know what the number is, but say 20, more or less. Rather than going up and down, up and down, or fighting it, what if you decided, I'm going to lead a healthy life, I'm going to eat good foods and do my thing, but I'm not going to worry about losing that 20 pounds or whatever that number is. Um, what do you make uh, of that for a lifestyle, for an attitude? Yeah, I think that person could be pretty happy, <laughs> um, but it's probably not good for his or her health. 20 pounds overweight is going to be too much. And that weight will likely catch up to that person as that person gets older. Mm-hmm. You know, John, one of, the, one of the observations I think that we all can make is if we think about people we know who have lived a long, long time and lived well, and I'm talking about, you know, getting out of your 80s, if that's somebody's goal, none of us know anybody who's 20 pounds overweight who gets into their 90s. That doesn't happen. And the reason is the added risk for atherosclerotic disease leading to things like heart attack and stroke becomes very high with that kind of um, extra weight. There's even some kinds of cancers that occur at higher rates for people who are 20 pounds overweight. So my advice to folks is to think, what is your goal? What is it that you're trying to achieve? And if it's to live as long as I can, as well as I can, don't be 20 pounds overweight. I think if you're 5 to 10 pounds overweight, that's something we can talk about. But that 20 pounds is going to be too much. Dr. Most was talking with Bob Surratt this week about intake of water. And Bob felt that it was asking a lot to drink eight glasses of water a day. And then he said, but if I eat a banana or celery, doesn't that count Um, What's your advice to people about hydration? I think for the most part, that's one thing don't worry too much about. Most of us find that we're we're taking in enough fluid 
Um, we're, we're drinking enough water in one form or another. I think with all the things, Jen, that we need to worry about in our lives, whether we're taking in a sufficient amount of water, I don't think gets on my top 10 list. Wow. Uh, it's interesting because I, a lot of people are very conscious of that, maybe because it's something they can relatively easily do, and it does have some benefits. Uh, have you made a top 10 list of things you worry about? If that's not in your top 10, what's in your top three? What are some things that filter up there? Yeah, well, you know, Jen, I think number one, things that is avoidable, um, that is critical for our well-being, yeah. is, is smoking, cigarette smoking. Um, there's still way too many people out there who smoke cigarettes. Um, and what, what I say about that is that puts you on my all-time stupid list if you smoke cigarettes. There's, I know people, there are a lot of people out there who feel they need to smoke, they like how they feel, they can't stop. But more than anything else, of all the things that we do that's not imprinted in our genetics that we can control, that cigarette smoking is absolutely number one. Um, I just, it, I, there's no reason to do it. So I, I would really start with that. And then after that, it's things that we do in excess. So it's okay to enjoy alcoholic beverages. I know I do myself, but don't overdo it. Moderation is the key. I mean, Aristotle talked about it a very long time ago, and Aristotle was right. If you do things in moderation, you're going to be okay. But if you do things in excess, you're asking for trouble. And we all know that that can happen with alcohol. It would be the same thing with calories. We all love to eat. It's one of the great joys that we have as human beings. But do that in moderation. Don't overdo it. Overdoing the amount of calories you take in, particularly bad calories, is only going to lead to bad things. So it, that's moderation. Don't do it in excess. And I think, John, we could actually take that subject, and I'm sure everybody who's listening to me right now can start thinking about other, other habits, other activities, that as long as they're done in moderation, it's great. But once we get into excess and we do it too much, it's no good for us. I think everybody listening to us right now is feeling pretty crappy about themselves, is what I think. And, you know, I I will ask you to consider what you said about people who smoke being stupid, because I think the habit is formed when people are, are, are maybe not thinking smart, but are also very vulnerable to societal pressures or personal trauma, whatever it is that leads people to smoking. But the point is, very smart people smoke. But when they started a habit, they couldn't quit. It was at a time in their life when they were just vulnerable. They weren't that smart. Or they were just reeling with hormones and pressures, and now they're smoking to be cool, a decision they would never make when they were older. They're not stupid. They're 16, right? Well, I think there's something to that. But I just think, John, that we have to be very straight with people regardless of what the habit might be. In this case, we're talking about smoking, that somebody who's smoking should, if they can, find the help it will take to stop smoking. And if there is a deep-seated psychological reason for it, and you're right, there are people like that, 
they need to deal with it. Well, there was a deep seated cigarette smoking no, no. is going to cause serious, serious health problems. We know that, and right, we, we know that. But I mean, uh, I don't think they have a deep seated psychological problem as an adult. I'm just saying that, really, why does anybody start smoking when they're a teenager? It's because they're a teenager and we're not done yet. Now we've developed a habit that is addictive, that's hard to break. I, I suspect most people who smoke know it's bad for them and wish they hadn't started, but they can't seem to stop. It doesn't make them dumb. It makes them addicts, right? Well, yeah, but I think the the part that requires the attention is there are proven ways to stop smoking. When someone's addicted to smoking, as difficult as it is to break that habit, it can be done. Yeah. And I, my, I really hope that people who do smoke will take advantage of many of the excellent ways that are out there to stop smoking. It's not enough to say I started to smoke when I was 15, 16, it was cool to do. I'm now 42 and I'm still doing it and I can't stop. We need to help those people to figure out how it is that they can stop smoking. We'll pause here. I'm going to come back on this Heart Health Month and ask you just a quick question or two about our heart awareness, our heart health, our blood pressure, stuff like that. Uh, it's interesting. It's um, uh, Dr. Copen, uh, 312-981-7200, if you've got a comment or a quick question. And we'll see what's coming up on the Lisa Dent Show on WGN. It is uh, 152 now on WGN Radio. Are your doors or windows sticking? If you see cracks in the drywall, the brickwork, the basement walls are crooked. They shouldn't be. That's a foundation problem, a structural issue you need to fix. Call Permaseal, 1-800-421-SEAL. Don't pay for an expensive consultant to determine the problem. Don't do that. Call the Permaseal experts at 1-800-421-SEAL. They'll evaluate your foundation, give you a permanent solution. That evaluation is no charge. You know that the work will get more expensive over time if you don't attend to it now. Structural issues don't just get better. And when they do fix it, you've got a lifetime transferable warranty. I like to say you sleep better at night, and that'll improve your overall health. You know, they've been doing this since 1979. Permaseal, proven quality products and service. They get 4.9 out of 5 on the Google. Call 1-800-421-SEAL. You can visit permaseal.net. Permaseal is known best for being better. It's 153. Dr. Jeffrey Copen at Northwestern, the chief medical officer at their Lake Forest Hospital, is just trying to make you better. Talking some tough talk here about staying healthy. What would you want people to know during Heart Health Month? Um... Uh, in general, doctor? Well, I think one thing, we already talked about weight. John, I think people should know what their blood pressure is. So if you're out there and you haven't had your blood pressure checked in a while, and let's say within the last year, this would be a good month to just get your blood pressure checked somewhere. You know, if you haven't seen your doctor for a while, or if you go by a place where they can take your blood pressure, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Blood pressure is one of those things that, doesn't cause symptoms until it really causes symptoms. And blood pressure that's elevated for a long period of time that goes without any attention, that goes without treatment, can lead to bad things like strokes and heart attacks and kidney failure. None of us want that. And the good news is all those things can be prevented if we control our blood pressure. So 
I think that would be my big message to everybody yeah. this month, John. Get your blood pressure checked. Hey, uh, one last quick thing about that, doctor. I was at a doctor's office the other day getting a physical. Uh, he said get the arm uh, that would go around your arm, the blood pressure monitor, rather than the wrist one. He he didn't like us relying on a wrist monitor. What do you say about that? Yeah, that is correct. This has been looked at. Um, wrist blood pressure compared to arm blood pressure, and the wrist blood pressure is not accurate compared to the arm blood pressure. So if somebody, and I, I, I do commend you, Jen, first of all, for going to see your doctor, um, and then having a way to take your blood pressure at home um, if your blood pressure needs to be monitored is really the best way to do it. So to get a high-quality blood pressure cuff with an electronic readout, where all you have to do is push a button, that's the best way to do it. It's the most accurate way to do it, and we have a lot of good data to show that that's the way to go. Dr. Jeffrey Copen, Chief Medical Officer, can you tell? Northwestern Medicine, Lake Forest Hospital. Thanks again, doctor. Let's visit next Tuesday. Looking forward to it, John. Everybody take care. Bye. Yeah, it's good advice from him.